Hey, this is Romancing the Zone. It's a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm emotionally bankrupted. And I'm swimming in a pit of despair. Let's roll. Oh, that's a 16. That's what I rolled the last time. Oh, that's pretty good. I'm curious about this dice now. We'll have to see. Okay, so check us back here in three episodes. Does she get a third 16? If I do, I think I win a car. Demon. Or I'm a demon. Or I summoned a demon. (laughs) Uh, A demon in a car. Maybe. If if we could be so lucky. Get out of my (gasps) dreams. Which takes us to what we're really here for, which is good omens. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. JK, I haven't (laughs) seen it yet. I'm just very excited. (laughs) She blindsided me with that one. Here's what I will say at the start of this episode. I need everyone to picture me uh, recording this. I am wearing a black veil over my eyes, so just to set the tone here as we step into this latest episode of Romancing the Zone. We are super, super affected and dramatic. Anne couldn't even be here. She's inconsolable. She couldn't even handle it. She took a plane and just sat and waited. She was like, I'm out. She's really coming off from a five-day convention, so we're we're going to handle this one. Also, though, I want to be surprised. Take your time, Anne. You deserve to take it easy. All of us do after mm-hmm. the episode this past week. Okay, let's get right into it. It was so much. We start off with Duck, our hero, Duck Newton, versus the light being, which he tries to convince that it needs to just pass on like it's a ghost. That was the best. <laughs> it was really just, genius. It was so... Because, yeah, like, who would ever think to be like, I'll just talk to it and, like, it's it's your yeah. time. Just let go. It let just go. needs to understand. It's okay. But that's not going to cut it. No. <laughs> it keeps coming at him with another Terminator reference, which I now know is one of my sister's favorite movies. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Still haven't seen it. Um, He does get pantsed by this thing while he runs past it to get to Leo. <laughs> I want an animatic of that. <laughs> I really, yeah. Also, I appreciate, I believe it was Clint who went the bow chicka bow wow <laughs> way. Because I was like, God for sure, him. like, that was, that's a pretty sexy mm. move to right be like, there. I'm just going to grab at this and see what happens. Right? Mm. Has, has he been taking notes? Yeah. Did the monster I... see? Like, did he watch? Has he, wa- he's he has his own murder board. Through a rift, uh-huh. watching him get ready for the day, Private and he like talks to people. I'm watching you, my exactly. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but so he knows, like, <laughs> there it goes. He totally knew what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I don't. So he ran past me to get to Leo, mm-hmm. but then he was like, "Oh, I need something to help me out here." So then did he run back in a, the same direction to get? The jetpack, which we see in the car, which I really like how they handled that, that it was like... I could not... This is why (laughs) I really, really like having a board. Mm. A murder board, a game board, what have you. Yeah. We know this. I'm incredibly visual. I need to be able to see it. So when he was trying to explain, like, yeah, the monster's between you and Leah, I was like, how did that happen? And I didn't jump back to the old episode to try to figure it out. 
I was just like, I trust you, Griffin. You're telling me the story and you should know where things are. I'm following you. Yeah. In my brain, Leo would still be by the truck because there's not like, hi, Leo, you're dying. Let's move you as far away from the truck as we can. Yeah. Here, here's where I will, I'll, I'll bridge this gap for us. What if okay. he ran past the monster, gets his belt torn off, ooh, and then <laughs> the monster in doing so is like, what? And like, tries quickly to get back to him. So even if he had to kind of then jog, say, to the right a little bit, like gets to Leo, mm-hmm. sees the truck a little bit past Leo, maybe the monster had made its way in that direction just in time for as duck was changing his strategy he suddenly turned course and the monster was able to take advantage of that and get a punch in on him which is what happens i think that works i think i got you griff we're living in such a space that yeah whatever your your wonderful brain can think up to make it make sense (laughs) that's how it was yeah same with him grabbing the belt it just happened it just happened and it worked go with us uh, and so he does. He does get this jetpack. The The truck is on fire, unfortunately. There's a lot of deliveries that aren't going to get made. But he does get the jetpack. And he, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he uses a luck point to uh, send this thing blasting into glowing Goro. Indeed he does. He nice. says, I'm spending a luck point because fuck this guy, which I Absolutely. can for sure appreciate. Put that on a shirt. I'll wear it. <laughs> could be your favorite <laughs> reunion shirt. <laughs> Uh, okay so he does use it to send this guy just into the lower stratos into and he does say and this is where i'm a a jerk he says he wants to send him up for north and i was like "Mm, north is not up and east is not right except for milwaukee wisconsin that night i know what it feels like to be upside down from from here here. all right good band that's the only thing that ever plays in my head whenever i hear north up like hey if something's gonna get stuck in your head when you hear that at least it's that song which is great mm-hmm. but i did envision it more like the uh sky dancer that just goes up oh. and up and up and up <laughs> you keep i love this because i feel like you keep referencing things that are either particularly niche or that literally nobody else will know about <laughs> which is really good for a show <laughs> that has a pretty broad audience <laughs> Someone knows. Someone tweet at me. So he does get sent up into the air like a sky dancer, but only unlike that sky dancer, he does return and he lands right back on that giant satellite. Mm -hmm. But at least he's away from Leo. Precious Leo, get away from him. And now the telescope is moving. Yes. Which we go, well, how? And Duck sees that Sarah is talking to someone in the lab. Oh, shit. It's Minerva. And this headache is getting more intense, and this music is getting louder. Mm-hmm. But before we can figure out what's going on there, Aubrey is uh, taken off with Jake and Moira, and they are heading back over to Amnesty Lodge. And they're seeing other people also heading toward Amnesty Lodge, which makes me think of, like, 90s Halloween movies, when you just see the streets full of people at, like, dusk. Mm-hmm. You know, picture like a hocus pocus scene. That's what I thought. That's, I was like, ooh, it's kind of fun. That's exactly what I was hoping you were talking about, yeah. especially summoning the children. I also very much got a Field of Dreams vibe mm, from this. They will come, yeah. If Ned tells you, if Ned, if Ned shouts <laughs> if, loud enough, they will come. They will come. Yeah, you just see all the headlights lined up. Mm-hmm. So people are like, I got to get in on this monster business. Right. Again, I would be there. I know. I would probably call a few people, like, are you going? Right, you want to get a posse together. Yeah. If nothing else, I would be like a, um, 
Muffy and Winthrop and be like, I'm just kind of observing. I don't right. know where I stand yet. Because even if you tell me there are monsters on the other side of this thing, I am still that person go who goes, I don't know if they're bad, though. So I'm not gonna, maybe I'm gonna date one of them. I don't want to attack and like, you know, make it weird later on. Right. You know, you guys always have to be ready. Mm-hmm. Just could think be about a dating it. situation. This could be a fight for your life situation. Just keep your options open. Have your lipstick and your baseball mm. bat. Ready Girl, to go. put that on a shirt. I will wear it. <laughs> <laughs> and on the way, Aubrey. Aubrey is still in very bad shape. Oh yeah, she still has a small tree <laughs> sticking out of her leg, Just stuck in her leg. She. I want to say she's down to two harm. I don't even... See, that's where it does get a little tough with any of these. I think that she was down to two. Because he said because she was in such bad shape, she took an additional... Because, you know, she's got this thing. Yes. She's bleeding. She's had no actual health care happen. Um, right. But, you know, she uses her magic and she gets herself stabilized. She gets the, the table leg out of her leg. And using the magic, it kind of mends her up. Yeah. So that's pretty rad. So this does allow her, because at first I was like, shouldn't she be limping or something? But no, like she could. Yeah, she's able to move with some conviction then once they get to the gate where a small mob has gathered. We've brought the whole cast out for a bow. Everybody's here. All of our favorites. Oh my gosh, look around. Look at all these people I like so much. She heads to Hollis. Right. We've got Hollis. And And the Hornets. And the Hornets. Including... Keith? Pigeon. Pigeon. Uh, pigeon is a hornet. Newly, newly anointed <gasps> hornet. Pigeon. Ugh. I want her to be like, you're a bumblebee first, <laughs> and then you're a hornet. Yeah, like there's some sort of Girl Scout-esque tier system to becoming yes. a hornet. I'm into this. Mm-hmm. So she's in her little, she's got the fuzzy vest right now. It's yes. black Ow. and yellow. She's Gosh, just a bumblebee. <laughs> but she does have a shotgun, never forget. <laughs> So, like, it's really cute, but also a little, like, ah, dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's just so charming. We love her. <laughs> so we've got the Hornets here. Like I said, uh, mm-hmm. Winthrop and Muffy are here. On God's side. They've got their Bibles. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh, we have... We have Sheriff Owens mm-hmm. and Agent Stern giving mm-hmm. off Twin Peaks vibes, which I was like, yes! So... Listen, as soon as I said that, I don't uh-huh. know how it clicked, didn't click from it before, but I'm like, oh, well, now I ship them. Because as soon as oh, yeah. you say they're Harry and Dale, I'm like, oh, mm. I mm. don't, yeah, of course. Well, because it's funny because they never put them in the same room before, really. That's fair. That's fair. You're right. And now, but now I'm totally there, into they're it. They're best friends. They've been OMG. talking this whole time. They've been getting some damn fine coffee this entire time. They've been going to the diner and getting pie. Nobody even knew. It makes sense. Knew. It makes Eating sense. Eating from the donut table. Of course. So many cute things we just missed. Oh, it's we'll in have the to side get a side stories. B. Exactly. And um, Aubrey is trying to, she's going to try to reason with whoever she can. She tries to get to Hollis and is like, listen, I liked the reasoning that Trav came up with. This whole, oh my like, gosh. there it's are some perfect. murderers in our state. Do you kill the entire state? Mm-hmm. It was good reasoning, but that role bit him in the That's- butt. I do wish there was more of, and they do this later, um, but an inspiration point. Yeah. Something where, like, Some you advantage can get or something. one more. Yeah. Because, like, that was a really good explanation. To the point where, yeah, Clint was like, I'm totally convinced, <laughs> like, for sure. Yeah. It's sound reasoning. But 
very sadly, it was a stinker of a roll, so Hollis just kind of rolls their eyes and yeah. heads off. They're not having it. And then Aubrey tries the same. She goes to Zeke and to... Agent Stern. Thank <laughs> you. I was like, what is his name? I just wanted to call him Harry and Dale. Dale? <laughs> <laughs> I don't... What is Agent Stern's real name? First name? Uh, Agent. Oh, okay. I don't remember. I feel Doctor. like he gave him one. <laughs> Agent Dr. Stern. Agent Dr. Stern. So she goes over to... Agent Very to... Stern. Mmm. <laughs> so she goes over to them and... Owens, again, this role, it doesn't work. Owens oh, isn't gosh. having it. And then a third chance. Stern almost is with her. But the role is blown. And even he has to be like, I can't. I gotta go follow my set-in boyfriend. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Aubrey. This is for the country. <laughs> for loving country. I gotta go. But he does go to try to, like, calm down our rowdy, yeah, rowdy hornets. That's true. It's like, I see some kids getting antsy. I will be right back. But agent Aubrey's Stern, like, Ugh. still an agent for good. Yeah. He's, he's kind of been back and forth. I think we have always been hopeful for him. We have, because we pictured Dale Cooper. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you gotta like him. Oh. Dale Cooper is one of those characters. Now it's a Twin Peaks podcast. Dale Cooper is <laughs> one of those characters where when I started Twin Peaks, I was like, this fucking weirdo. What are what are any of us doing here? What is?" And then by like three episodes and I was like, Dale, there you are. I was wondering <laughs> when you would like show your up. best friend. You know, that's how all of Twin Peaks saw him that's too. How, yeah. That's how he came in. Like, who's who's this black tie? Who's this suit? Yeah. And then, yeah, within Talking three days, they're like, oh, I can't even wait like, for him to show up Dale. to get a damn fine cup of coffee. Yeah. If you haven't seen Twin Peaks, Dale Cooper's worth it. True. True. <laughs> and you'll know why we are so just naturally drawn <laughs> to Agent Stern <laughs> in this show. It makes sense. So, obviously, Aubrey isn't getting through to any of these people who, you know, you you wish that you could because we, we like all of these characters. We, mm-hmm. we don't want this fight to happen. Well, and these are the characters that can really cause change. And I yes. like that yeah. she went to Hollis first. Yes. Because Hollis controls such a huge, in in my brain, in my understanding, like a huge portion of who is there. Yeah. No, that they if they can be convinced, yeah. then they've got, you know, this massive group that, you know, hey, settle down. We're not going to. If gonna, you can sway or... them to even just mm-hmm. cool it and wait versus acting at the right. first instinct that would make a huge difference so yeah i am totally with you i appreciate that she went to people who it's like hollis can you do something sheriff owens can you do something stern Mm -hmm. can you do anything and unfortunately it's just kind of let's see if mama has any idea like Mm -hmm. let's go see mama who is half asleep having a nap (laughs) earlier when yeah. they were saying, like, Muffy Winthrop on God's side, I had written down, well, is anyone on the side of reason? Mama's a out there question. begging for some kind of sanity. JK, she's sleeping in a folding chair with a shotgun on her lap. What? Barclay tried to get reason out of everybody, and they just threw soft pretzels at him. <laughs> he had to run back. Barclay whackers. Oh. So, clearly, Mama's like, well... She's, I feel like it's almost the perfect setting for her, though, because it shows that, like, one, she barely gives a shit, but also, two, don't step to me, and also, three, whose side is she even on? The people around don't know <laughs> that she doesn't want this to happen, you know uh-huh. what I mean? It's a good cover, for sure. It's a great cover. Mama, you're so clever. And what she does, because Aubrey's still like, you know, we can 
do this. We can convince them. And I was like, babe, not with those roles. You can't. But so mama says, you know, you can get through the gate without the moon having any effect on it. Go warn everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Go let them know. And so she does. (laughs) Given the double birds. Which I love. (laughs) I like to imagine she was about to shout, uh, kiss my ass as she was running through, but got cut off halfway. Definitely. That absolutely happened. That's the head cannon now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, and then this also verified that Ned was right. This is a real thing. It's not just some weird sculpture that nobody knew about before. Like, that's what's kind of interesting. This could have been some weird ruse by Ned Chicane to make some more money. Mm-hmm. And, like, he put up this this gate-looking thing to convince everybody, come on out. And then yeah. he's over there selling soft pretzels, which then they <laughs> use to throw at Barclay. He uses the, the opening for the crepe side of the truck to sell the soft pretzels. Yeah. That's it. It's all together now. I see what he was doing. Oh, no. <laughs> but you're totally right. I hadn't even thought of this. Yeah, this could have been some bullshit that, like, I mean, we're out here, but who knows mm-hmm. if that's actually going to happen. You're out there with your buddies. You all have brought a I couple. I like, someone was selling shirts. Somebody was selling shirts, somebody was selling pretzels, some people brought their, like, whiskey in the paper bag, and you're oh, passing it sure. between your friends. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, do you Someone's think Someone's got a keg somehow. Like, it yeah. turns into you're a bit of a You're scaring each other. Yeah. It sounds really fun. And then they see a girl disappear through the gate, and they're like, oh, shit. And somebody does drop their bottle, and it shatters. For sure. And Sheriff Owens like, son of a... And then it cuts <laughs> to Ned. <laughs> <sighs> and Nedward is packing up the old cryptonomica. Mm-hmm. He's... You know this isn't his first time either. No. Like, he's pulling no. out all his old IDs and, like, who can I be now? Yeah. Singing softly to himself. Mm-hmm. What if God was one of us? <laughs> then he sees the drone footage of the archway. I love the idea of these drones just, like, quietly following the <laughs> hornets day by day. And, like, just watching them, like, go to the ATM. Get a Play hacky eat. sack. Playing hacky sack, of course. Trying to come up with some new stunts. Mm-hmm. One hornet did notice it, and they did throw a donut at it. So one of the drones, <laughs> one of the camera feeds is just static right now, because that drone <laughs> got taken out by a donut. <laughs> I thought that, that it would just have a donut on it. <laughs> There's That one's just blurry, because they're like, oh, well, the donut now. landed perfectly. <laughs> You're mostly getting donut in the shot. But the rest of them he can see. And this is where he sees the archway and the mob. And it's like, oh, no. I did this even though I didn't do this. Mm -hmm. Let's go check it out. It's interesting how responsible he feels. Yeah. When it wasn't him. But he's like, you know, it was my likeness. It was who I built myself to be. Yeah. That allowed this creature this bomb bomb to take my likeness and convince all these people to do this so yeah it is even though right. i didn't say it it is my fault way to go yeah, Ned. if he was just some rando on tv nobody would have listened Mm-mm. but this is a dude with a store with a show who can say here's all this stuff like this is a guy you've seen on tv before mm-hmm. you know you can trust him seen in town before right he's one of you when he's telling you i have an explanation for everything in town that's happening even if he's a weirdo, you're going, oh, shoot, this is all stuff that's been happening. And it's from a face I recognize. Mm-hmm. It all lends itself to some sort of credence here that people would listen to him. Mm-hmm. So he's got to do something about it. He's going to head up there. He joins also the, in the Field of Dreams <laughs> line the of lineup. cars. Uh-huh. Goes he's by like, God, empty... I got to pay $10 to get in here? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Somebody's already set up shop. 
He realizes it's somebody from the in the, from the lodge. Oh, come on. Say, I hope it's the werewolves. <laughs> they the got smart. They're like, money. hey, I see a, a money-making <laughs> opportunity, and I am not going to pass it up. <laughs> but the lodge is empty, which is, is crazy to think about that everyone's out. Like, we know where Barclay and Mama are. We know right. where Jake and Moira are. Yeah. Are the rest of them also in that mob kind of like laying low? Mm-hmm. Or did they are run they away? Hiding? Yeah. Exactly. Seeing Amnesty Lodge dark and empty uh, made me feel like the feeling I get being in San Diego the day after Comic Con ends, <laughs> where you're like, oh, it's back to right, normal. Just the pamphlets blowing through the wind <laughs> on these empty streets. <laughs> but yeah, just that feeling of like, it's you're used to seeing it like bustling and full of life mm-hmm. and there's so much energy here and then it's like it feels almost lifeless in a way mm-hmm. which yeah you don't want to say the lodge like that no. so then here's what i liked when mm-hmm. ned did get to the clearing or whatever when he gets to everybody he gets to the crowd after paying his ten dollars and <laughs> i like that he played this very clever i feel like he leans into the ruse of the doppelganger yes he tries to break up the crowd because he knows so smart it's so smart First of all, what else are you going to do? We do have to point out, he for sure blocks Mama in. Absolutely. Like, he he parks by the truck. He parks right in front. He parks sideways by the truck. She's like, God. We're going to have a talk, he says. (laughs) But yeah, he comes in, and also a hush falls over the crowd as Ned pushes in. Except for Mama, who starts laughing at him. Oh, my God. She's just Snoopy in that shot where (laughs) Charlie Brown is trying to give a speech and the crowd parts and Snoopy is laughing his ass off at him. That's Mama. (laughs) Uh, God, why would you bring up that movie? Because I knew it's one of your favorite things. You laugh every time. (laughs) That was Mama. But Ned persists. He goes on and he's like, okay, listen. And then he makes up all this bull about, I have new intel. They're also hitting near the telescope, which you uh-huh. think in that moment, he just was like, what's the next biggest thing I can think of? What's the next thing that has sort of been on our radar? Which is funny because you'd almost want him to send them all back home somehow, like send them back into town. Sure, but how do you do that? I don't know. With making it believable. Right. It's hard because then, is- like, as he's telling them that, I was like, that. We got Duck fighting an actual alien there. Like, they're really going to see something. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know if he remembers that or not. <laughs> he might not know. He might not know. Our sweet this is the hard thing so when they're fractured. Yeah, when they're all apart from each other. And he's got the drones only following the hornets and not his friends. Ooh, that's true. You should have put some of those drones on mm. the friends. Those Just two have little one. hearts on them, so he knows the difference between <laughs> this one's following Aubrey, this one's following Keith. Okay, I know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> the one without a heart is Keith. Okay. But I feel like that's exactly it. Like, the reason he had to lean into the ruse was to be like, okay, I can't go so far off. And even Griffin tells him, like, they just saw Aubrey disappear into the gate. You're right. not going to get much. But at least he got something. Mm-hmm. And, and again, we split up the group. Uh-huh. A big part of it was Hollis. Yeah, you were you're totally right that they have so much pull. God, Hollis is cool. That they're just right. like oh, best. <laughs> I know you love someone you're like, Hollis did an art of one. Hollis, and it was yeah? so good. And I wish I could remember who it was, or even if I saw it on Twitter or Tumblr. But it was amazing. It was like that's them. That's if you oh find gosh, it again, they look amazing. I will for sure. We'll share it on. <laughs> send Twitter. it up and like yeah. shout to the heavens, the artist's name because it was so good. <laughs> and if it was you, let me know. Or if you have I, one, I mean, <laughs> let me know. 
That's I'll true. Maybe that's our new request. It. Just send us your Hollis headcanons. I Please haven't drawn them yet. You. I don't I don't know how I picture Hollis yet. I can be convinced. <laughs> but yeah, not only is Hollis obviously very attractive, but also then has this power to then be like, okay, some of you split off, go to the telescope. And that's enough to send at least a third of the crowd that way. Mm-hmm. So that's the impression I get. It's not a gigantic crowd because no. Kepler's not that big, but it's sizable. And then during Ned's amazing speech, again, yeah. Clint is so fucking good at this. Masterclass. It blows my mind every time. I'll never get used to it. Like, I anticipate it, but I'm still just, I don't know, flabbergasted by it's it. It's the magic of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so as Ned is doing this big dramatic speech and getting people to break off and go to the other way, Barclay is like trucking Ooh. it towards him. Yeah. I love he, that. They don't know. Like, yeah. They saw Ned. They saw their good right. friend Ned tell everybody, On let's TV. go fight some monsters. Right. I love that visual. Because even then, he's not, Griffin doesn't say like he's mad. He's mm-hmm. just walking with authority. Like, yes. He is heading for Ned. Also, I will say, Clint saying it was you, Larry. Like, there's that pause, there's that goofy <laughs> moment between him and Griff. And I just, for some reason, I just love that clip so much. <laughs> Being like, Larry, and then it was you, Larry. And then continuing on what he was doing. It was just the funniest to me. I loved it. All those little asides. That, that's really what makes us That's the pro. Fun, yeah. yeah. That's that professionalism again. Mm-hmm consummate professionals but so yeah barclay heads over and he does get to finally be like what is going on why Mm -hmm. would you do this Mm -hmm. what are you doing and this is our chance to get ned over to mama and barclay yes and i can only assume that barclay helps him off because never forget ned is on top of the van yeah so i see in my head barclay like two arms out like let's get you down hold you by the waist and like yeah Yes. It's very sweet, but like oh. also talking shop the entire time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yes. And then they head over to Mama, and I really like this moment because finally we're able to just put it out there point blank. Who would want to start a war between these worlds? Mm-hmm. Like, thank goodness Ned is finally like, why would I say this thing? Here's what is actually happening. You have to think of who actually has a motive here because it sure as hell isn't me. Yeah. So finally, thank you, Ned. And he does come clean about stealing Shade Tree. And the yeah. and flame bright. and the amulets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ned, it's no secret on this show. We all know Ned <laughs> is my favorite, and I'm just like, yeah, look at him go. He's great. It was very good. And then the creepiest of creeps, <laughs> the white light sarcophagus from there. days of yonder, just shows up. Yeah. You have to assume it was through a portal. Right. Because the way Griffin says, like, you don't know if you just didn't notice it. Like, how would you not notice it? But, like, it's just there hovering like a super creep. So creepy. And everyone gasps appropriately, like... (gasps) Yeah. And the fact that they keep calling it a sarcophagus. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Creeptown, USA. Yeah. And it's hovering. There's some supernatural properties. Every part of this is just unsettling. Completely unsettling. Who is in it? What is in it? What is it doing here? How did it get here? And the thought that it's dark out. Mm-hmm. So that it's this bright white light, like... Yeah, it is, like, yeah. emitting a glow, for sure. Mm-hmm. And we don't know who's in it yet, because we gotta jump back over to Duck. Minerva is back in contact with us. Thank <laughs> goodness. Minerva. And she's complimenting your legs, which... She, she noticed you did not skip leg day, Duck, and she <laughs> appreciates that. She has seen Endgame, and you know what? She's definitely seen Far From Home by now. 
if they get oh, all the yeah. movies three months <gasps> early. Oh, rude. I'm going to need you to go back and ask her how that was. I mean, we know it's going to be great, but, We you need know. some details, though. Give me some deets. How cute is Jake Gyllenhaal? How... <laughs> How are his illusions? Tell mm-hmm. me that. Uh, I also want to point out that normally, yeah, you can't really tell what men's legs look like under their slacks. Is he wearing shorts? So, exactly. Is he mm. wearing shorts a la Thomas Lennon's character in Reno 911? Absolutely he is. That is all I can see now. That is the headcanon. She for sure compliments the definition in his legs, thus she can see his legs this is all i'm saying the we legs have... are showing this is canon it is canon oh wait no what? he has no pants on <laughs> that's what it is listen you gotta choose one duck either the <laughs> pants came off completely when that monster grabbed beacon from your waistband or you're wearing shorts it's one of the two I, obviously nothing else makes any sense <laughs> We're just laying it out how it is. The truest canon is that he has rat as hell legs. Mm-hmm. And Minerva He's not is afraid to show him. Happy to compliment them. He lost the pants and was like, you know what? Why would I even cover these up? That's fair. I've been working hard. Now arms or guns or legs, bazookas? Like what are <laughs> Um I don't know what to uh, Yeah. I don't know where to, this would go. Yeah, I don't know if there's a funny name for legs as weaponry. <laughs> Because you think about, yeah, arms, they, they're called pythons as well. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Maybe because yeah, people just don't like, because you kick with your leg. I mean, gams is the only word it. I have for legs that isn't. Yeah. Look at those gams, duck. Look at those trunks. There we go. Oh, oh look at your stems. But the trunk is your... <laughs> it's a core. It's terrible. Why? <laughs> Why are we here? Why? I know. Why is any anyone here? Oh, wait. It turns out I'm looking at our numbers now. No one is listening to this episode. Well, that gives us more freedom. We're all still just sad. <laughs> to continue on. <laughs> Listen, we have to fight the pain with humor. It's what we do. It's true. So he, he of course, gets Beacon back of and course. is now using him as a whip, Indiana Jones style or Spider-Man style, whichever way you want to go with it, to help him because he realizes... While his legs are, like, just popping, arms, not so much. He hit leg day all the time. Yeah, maybe phoned it in on arm day a little bit. Mm, maybe. It's usually the other way around. Right? Duck knows where his strengths are. Legs. <laughs> but yeah, he, he very cleverly uses Beacon to help him up. And it really is very clever because it gives him advantage to making this roll to get up to the top of this telescope where this thing has landed after it got blasted by <laughs> our sweet, <laughs> sweet jetpack <laughs> who made the jetpack was that a duck creation of course okay i couldn't remember because you like, expect big things from a man who wears a jetpack never has course. he put it on never will right. he put it on right because ned got totally blasted by it so he's like yes. uh-uh, i'm afraid of this thing now so mm. he gets to the top of this telescope where the being is and duck newton local beefcake is gonna stab the light being till it dies he lets this be known as this dope Cowboy Bebop music is just cranking in the background. Oh my gosh. What a mashup. It's so beautiful. This moment. I can just see it all playing out in my mind. So we've got this amazing music. Mm-hmm. Backgrounding a rad fight with two swords. Hell yeah. He's so mad. And he has a headache still. Mm-hmm. But like so many of us, powers worse. through. You gotta. You gotta. And Minerva is there. She can, of course, just 
blip wherever she needs to. And she does warn him. She's like, it's about to get really bad. Mm -hmm. And so this is where it's like, okay, so this wormhole in Duck's head, gross, is a literal thing and is now outside of his head. This is is incredible. Literally a wormhole that Minerva is able to There's so much here. There's so much. So, one, like, the headache increases to past human levels. Yeah. Good thing he's supernatural. And Griffin says, Duck takes two harm, but does he? Exactly. And he gets flung a little bit, but he lands on his feet. And I was like, ooh. Our boy's coming back. Very good. And Minerva, much like Minerva of Roman mythology, Burst into being through Duck's brain. I like this. I hadn't right? even thought of that. Fully yes. armed and ready to rumble. Just hell, like Minerva. Yeah, girl. And she's hot as hell. Just she's like Minerva. totally hot as hell. Right? Like, oh, God, it's such a good image of her, like, coming through, again, giant sword at the ready, mm-hmm. and, like, sliding down. This is so anime. It's so good. All of this Sliding is. down yes. the dish, like, and, like, stopping right in front of him, just being like... Hello, Duck Newton. I'm like, you oh, think I'd miss my this whole party? Life was made for this. She's so good. If anybody here has played Danganronpa, I just started it on my Twitch channel. Sakura, she's this huge, built, strong. <laughs> I love her. And I'm just like, yes, give me all the huge, powerful women you want to throw at me. Minerva, I'm feeling it. Same mm-hmm. energies. I see a very, uh, I'm probably going to butcher her name terribly, uh, Deny. Mm, I can't, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, no, like I Like, how she you. looked in Black Panther. Bring but her like in. But, like, seven and a half feet. Like, yeah. just huge, but, like, that look. Yeah. And that just intensity. Ooh, so good. Into it, into it, into it. So, to give everybody a break from the intensity of how amazing that moment was, <laughs> we hop back over to Sylvain. Go fan yourselves for a minute, because, yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> Catch your breath. We're going to go back to Sylvain. We're the softer. It's a little bit softer over here. And... Somehow, here's where it gets really interesting, because Aubrey makes it through, and Mm -hmm. all the Sylvans were already kind of around the gate, and Mm -hmm. it seems like they're all prepping for something. Yep. All of our favorites are there. All of our Mm -hmm. not-so-favorites are there. You know who, speaking of Mm not-favorites, I don't think I remember them mentioning Mm -hmm. Alexandra Mm -hmm. being there. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually went back through. I was like, where is she? Where is she? Uh Where is she? Uh What's going on? Uh-huh. Alexandria. Somebody go to her door, knock on it. Um, but <laughs> she's so, asleep. Oh, uh, she's sleeping. So my theory this is... 13-year-old. <laughs> yeah, fine. Fair enough. But she was being a bit of a crumb to Aubrey earlier. <laughs> so here's my theory, is that somehow... This bomb bomb siphoned off because here's this is all stuff that we learn in Sylvain. So I'm just gonna put my theory out here that somehow this the bomb bomb siphoned off the almost the last of the crystal in Sylvain to get mm-hmm. the Sylvans to quote unquote invade Earth, but like not violently, but just like go get what they need from Earth while right. simultaneously hyping up the humans so that when they mm-hmm. made it through the gate, they would see it as an attack. That's yes. the impression I get here, since they're all... That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, since both groups are waiting at this gate, it's almost like a who's going to mm-hmm. shoot first. Yes. For what it's no, worth, it was really, Han. that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they've so, also got the storm. Like, this yeah. literal storm. Like a violent... Hanging out. Yeah, around the gates of the city. 
where we know it's all just kind of open and desolate out there mm-hmm. and that's where things go mad and there's mm-hmm. a, actually a, a, a little arc very similar to this in the um transformers robots in disguise comic that came out years and years ago at this point but it was almost like anybody outside of this city you'll start essentially going feral you'll start losing your your capacities if you go too far away from the hub here so it's very similar there and this one it's almost like now there's not only is it dangerous out there but there's a literal physical storm brewing and closing Mm -hmm. in on us Mm -hmm. so scary it is and very like you can just picture it Mm -hmm. it would look great damn it (laughs) on a big screen so all this is happening yeah and people are shocked to see opry show up at all I know Vincent is just like, you know, what what are you doing here? And same, she, I can't remember what she does, but it summons Janelle, essentially. Oh, she just starts shouting. Okay. That that tracks, for sure. (laughs) So then Janelle sees her. Mm -hmm. And again, just, what are you doing here? She's like, what are you doing here? Why is this happening? And And Travis does an amazing, like micro machines guy impression of like this is all what's going on i can't talk that fast i can barely listen that quickly so that guy is john mashita jr and he also voices blur in transformers ah makes sense well done travis very good also fun to then listen to like just go to that part and listen to that at like 1.5 speed or double speed (laughs) (laughs) or take it down to half speed so you can actually hear Ah, there you go there's lots of fun we can have with this. <laughs> Just play around but with your podcast. Really, really excellently done. Yes. And alerted the Sylvanians that, wait, what are, they're all over there. There are people waiting. Like getting yeah. ready for us to go because why and it's just it's and that's um i'm so glad you brought up the fact that this was all orchestrated by this light being right that this was to happen at this time Uh the fact that everybody is at the ready Mm -hmm. but even then janelle's like we're going to fix it Mm -hmm. and aubrey doesn't know what that means all she knows is that janelle and her other magical people suddenly disappear and then you essentially hear them going through the gate spooky and then Woodbridge, in this big bag of bullshit, says, mm-hmm. well, we're going to lock her down Yeah, Janelle gets back. And she's Don't like, nope. And nope's right out of there. She, she tries yeah. to follow through the gate and is blocked off by a squirrel, <laughs> like we all <laughs> tend to be from time to time. It happens. And instead books it towards the crystal. Yeah. And I really, I liked this moment. I liked that Vincent trusted her enough to follow her. And then help her once mm-hmm. she was able to, like, look in my eyes, look at this crazy orange eye I have now. I touched the crystal. This thing happened. And uh, our boy, our good boy, he's like, all right, enough of this. Throws the spear down, holds her hand. Mm-hmm. They're going for it. So good. Another very anime scene. Imagine a girl running with a goat man. This is, this is great. <laughs> this is classic. While there's some mystical, magical army in their wake. Right. It's very beautiful. It is. And they do, they get to the crystal, and Aubrey, with her bisexual powers, is able to recharge the crystal enough, and luckily she does have sweet Vince in there to pull her back. Thank goodness. Also, happy Pride, everybody, bisexuals, we need you all to come together and save Sylvain, please and thank you. Use your powers, everybody. We can do this together. So good. That delivery was just perfect. (laughs) I really loved it. Um... 
And then so in doing this, she is she's holding her necklace and the crystal. And now she has two orange eyes. She looks, you gotta imagine, this looks amazing. She looks dope as hell. She looks magic as fuck, which is so. surprising because now she has negative one to her magic use. Yeah, she's kind of been zapped a little bit, huh? It's kind of like when you run a marathon, you gotta take a nap. Yeah. You gotta replenish. Before you can go back to Disney World. It's right. Right. It's true. But she does get this chance to then kind of talk about, you know, they talk about the necklace that she has and it's the shard. And Aubrey makes the the point of being like, if we find all these fragments, could we fix this crystal? And Vincent acts like it's impossible, but that's straight up the Inuyasha plot, my guy. Thank you. This is our new show. I was so hyped. I was like, (laughs) wait, Amnesty's not done yet. We're going to pull an Inuyasha and have to get all the crystal shards. And maybe that's what's causing all the abominations is they have a little piece of Uh crystal in them. And we got to, you know, vanquish them. And then we get it. And then we put it into our little ball. And we're going to put it back on the crystal. And it's going to be great. I was stoked. Bango. I'm telling you, this is the spinoff. It's right there, boys. I'm ready. Have at. And again, so so mystical and magical. This this girl running around her goat man friend finding all these crystals. <laughs> it'd be great. It's exactly the plot of video. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's perfect. <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> oh. So while that's going on, while we're discussing how much we want to rip off of Inuyasha, <laughs> we go back to that scary ass sarcophagus out oh, in the woods. Do we- not want. I know Ned versus this this thing. He pulls out the Narf Blaster, and he starts trying to reason with it, which I do love. We saw this with Duck first thing in the episode. These boys are always like, listen, will you go away, please? I do wonder how often that might work. And, like, especially a D&D situation where you do, like, roll manipulate, roll... Yeah, uh, I mean... Because they've had Deception. some success. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how Clark came to be our best friend. Yeah. Think about how much we would have missed out if Charm Person hadn't worked. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to think about it. I say don't. Don't lead us down. That's that's the dark timeline. I won't. I won't. I'll stay above it. Uh, but I, at least in the case of this sarcophagus, it's not so much able to respond in such a way. It isn't really responding at all. But Ned's concern here is getting it away from everybody, getting everybody away from it. And he does mm-hmm. try to be like, everybody move back. Mm-hmm. But in pulling out the Narf Blaster, it is freaking everybody out. Which is funny, because in my it, brain, it looks <laughs> it like... It looks like a Nerf gun. Exactly. If I saw a grown man... <laughs> right. ...be very serious about it, it's like, I've got this weapon, I'd be like, what the goddamn hell? I mean, I for doing? sure... Would still think, like you said before, with the gate and everything, I might be like, is this still a play by Mr. Ned Chicane? Because it looks like a Nerf gun that you put some glowy pieces in to make mm-hmm. it look like it was something special. So it's you know? excellent cosplay material, for sure. Mm-hmm. I would think it was straight up like, am I on camera somewhere? <laughs> I've seen your cute assistant and I don't see him here. Kirby, Where are, those are you drones? filming this? What's going on? I've seen that guy who looks like... Uh, What's his name? <laughs> I want to say Jake Gyllenhaal now because that's all I'm thinking. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. I've that's seen it. that boy who looks like Ryan Gosling. I don't, he, where is he? <laughs> Both of them around here with cameras, A eh, Ned? That would be my thought if I saw him pull out the Narf Blaster. Oh, Billy's new name should be Brian Goose Baby. There you go. You've solved it. You're like, this is how we'll I get around it. this. Ned's very good at making fake IDs. He can handle that for you. <laughs> Uh, but Ned's also uh, very good at using cool cursing, and that um, also alarms everybody enough to just kind of believe him. <laughs> I forgot 
thought about that. I oh. did not write it down. But now I, I do remember, to. like, oh, it's like, a swear. Huh? What? I can't believe Ned would speak to me like that. What's funny, though, uh-huh. is that what makes sense if you've seen him on TV. <laughs> You're not supposed like, to be able what? to use those kinds of words on public access television. You do that. You then that's shocking. True. If you thought this was a movie, you might be like, oh, wait, maybe it's not because he just said the F word. <laughs> oh, now it's real. Ugh, maybe Kirby isn't around here. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this is, though, when the sarcophagus does evaporate. And uh, mm-hmm. y'all, Feral Danny is loose. And I will say... It was then obviously always Danny in there, which we did guess. Like, I'm sure a lot of people did. Mm -hmm. But I remember us specifically putting it out there, like, maybe she's been fake this entire time we've been interacting with her. Yeah. And obviously she has been. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is so sad. But also, she's fine. Well. She's just feral. She's feral, but so is uh, Thacker. And we haven't figured out how to... Now, see, I took it as two different things. I took Uh Danny being feral as... Because obviously, I mean... Like, she we, hasn't been fed her yes. her uh, lodge juice. I can't yeah, right. I think they call it bug juice over at the lodge. Um, <laughs> getting like long, getting camp. springs. Mm-hmm. Whereas I took Thackers to be like, ooh, he's been out in the wilds of Sylvain for mm-hmm. God knows how long. He's a very different case. But I could be wrong. You could See, be right. And I, I've, in my brain, it's the same case. Mm. because without getting that energy that source that's what yeah. would make them fail it might be irreversible and that's yeah if you're out in that and hopefully it's not irreversible because we do have two characters that we would like to not be feral i imagine they'd find a way but that thought that it either could be she's been denied uh daily dips in the pond or yeah. the hot springs or it could be that the pod was taking Ooh, all of her energy zapping her energy mm-hmm. that could be it and yeah, even in this episode, we don't find out exactly what all was done done to her. We just know straight up that that initial attack on the Hornets was her. Like, mm-hmm. she was feral. Or at least it was the thing pretending to be her as feral. Um, I still think it was the thing pretending to be her. Because you don't think she would have turned and that quickly? And she had been captured. And it was more building that story of like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. That seems more likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was totally believe... It was not her at the gate that gave the book to 100%. Aubrey. We haven't seen Danny since they went mushroom hunting. Yeah. Who's watching the rabbit? The rabbit's been eaten. He's been, ha- he has run of the place, I would say, over at the lodge. <laughs> He's probably He was fine. taking a good nap when it's like, oh, finally, the world was quiet. <laughs> <laughs> at last. Time now from Dr. Harris Bonkers. He puts on his little glasses and reads a book that he hasn't gotten to yet. There was time now, he says. <laughs> Obviously, we are just um, avoiding the next part here. Exactly. How else can we goof him up so we don't have to talk about what Let's just keep next. goofing. Oh, let's oh. just jump to duck. <laughs> so here's what I will say that will immediately bring the entire mood down. Because, uh, oh, no. of course, uh, Feral Danny is here. And it's like, oh, shit. Ned's got a gun on her. My next note just says, Ned should have shot her. I mean... Because I'm a terrible person, and that was my thought. It it makes... My next note is, we get a small moment of who shot JR, <laughs> where we know several people have <laughs> firearms. We hear a shot go off. Well, and... I don't know how to figure out who did this. Did you? <laughs> did you? <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess I should, says Zeke. <laughs> I am the sheriff. Uh, yeah, Ned should have shot her. That's yeah, my standby. I stand by it. Sorry, Danny. Sorry, Danny stands. Stanny's. Fair enough. Stanny's. 
<laughs> spelled with S-T-A-N-I. Oh. So he does not shoot. He opts to rush her. And again, she's big and she's got these shock cruel fangs. And <laughs> she is not one to be reckoned with. But he rushes no. her to try to help everybody else. And a shot rings out. Because somebody else was doing the thing I thought Ned should have done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Someone else has stepped up and like, uh-huh. well, if he's not going to shoot her with his clearly fake gun, I will obviously. do the duty. Yeah. And it was a little bumblebee pigeon. Which is just... Little pigeon. Devastating. Oh, Hollis is just like, what did you just do? As Ned is hit. And it's it's so interesting, too, because Griffin gives Clint the option. Of course. Of, yeah. You know, what, who, who right, got which, hit. Like, right. And Clint decides that Ned does not want to be the reason for anyone else dying. Yeah. Anyone else getting hurt, he, even. Right. This is really in his mind. This is at the forefront of his mind right now. Mm-hmm. He's become so separated from this person who has been all about himself that this totally tracks as his character in thinking, how do I prevent somebody else from getting hurt mm-hmm. versus the rest of his life essentially being spent looking out for number one. Mm-hmm. And listen, for as tragic as this all is, I feel like this next part was done really beautifully. Um, and however Griffin was handling it behind the scenes worked really well. Uh, this part with the letters being written slash voiced over, mm-hmm. which, geez, Clint, what a beautiful, perfect job he did. I imagine it being just like a music and word montage over Duck at the Telescope and then Aubrey mm-hmm. and Sylvain. And the only things you don't hear Ooh. anything else, like you don't hear anything that's going on around them. You just hear Ned talking mm-hmm. about them and this mm-hmm. beautiful music that Griffin composed. Kind of in that wonderful 80s way. Yeah. Of having that read over. Gotta. I thought that would be Guys. sweet. Everybody watch The Outsiders. Go watch The Outsiders. Even just the last 10 minutes, <laughs> it will change your life. Dallas Winston. <laughs> Johnny Kate. All right. But yeah, that's that's it. Like, he's writing these letters. These uh, we know. Letters, yeah. Because he was getting ready to leave uh-huh. and never come back. Uh-huh. And gives a cryptonomica to Kirby because that's how he got it. Of course. Kirby and Billy are definitely boyfriends now. Absolutely. Let's face facts. 100%. They are having sleepovers all the time. It's one of those, like, um, maybe even enemies to friends to lovers. Oh. Because I still feel like Kirby's like, hey, this is my space. Ooh, like, he was a little threatened I'm at first. here. Mm-hmm. And then realizes, like, oh, he just wants duck and pizza. <laughs> so, like, he gets him a stuffed duck. And oh, Billy's very happy about that. And, and eventually, he learns how to say Kirby. What oh. if he gets him a wooden duck? That's too much. <laughs> Listen, apparently very cute things just want wooden ducks. It's, <laughs> it's the theme of the Adventure Zone. How about he starts with a stuffed duck. Yeah. And then as he like keeps saying duck, like he keeps coming up with ducks ah. to give him. And then like and then maybe one... carves his or maybe finds this amazing carving that's like decades and eons yeah. old and... it's one of those moments where like you it would never be brought up but like in the show in the pan over you would see a duck that looks strikingly similar to a mm-hmm. duck we've seen before carved with love from before. a warrior of the wind or possibly it's the duck with the two butts or maybe was... a two-butted duck <laughs> also carved, carved by, by a warrior of the wind true <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it that's the head cannon. <laughs> <laughs> so yes they're very cute Kirby and Billy <laughs> defo boyfriends and they're gonna take mm-hmm. over the Cryptonomica because mm-hmm. Ned was on his way out 
And yeah, he's he's like sending his farewells. And these are the two people he cares about most now. Mm-hmm. And we get that, you know, he and Duck have always been friends. Yeah. And we really get to see that Aubrey is the one that changed him. Yeah. Like it was Aubrey's influence and her big heart that made him want to be better and want to do better. Because, yeah, he's known all these other people for so long. And then it was like this new person came in and kind of flipped his game a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, And I like to think it's a lot more than just he feels guilty. I think it really was... The person she was, like, you could make an argument for, yeah, she's just so genuine. And I mean, let's face facts. He's done bad shit before. And he probably did feel guilty, but he just went on. Like, that's fine. It'll be fine. He's living his life. And even then, the start that we had with Ned Chicane in Amnesty in general, people liked him, but it was always, yeah, you're a shyster. Mm -hmm. Nobody really trusts you. You know, whereas I feel yeah. like by now, even, you know, in this last moment, the way we hear him writing to Duck and to Aubrey and we see the way Mama is reacting, we see the way Barkley reacted to him even earlier. Mm-hmm. These people like him. They care about him. They want to know what he's thinking and what he's doing and work with him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think like you said, if not even Aubrey by herself, then it's the fact that Aubrey played a part in bringing him closer to Duck and to Mama and to just the Pine Garden in general. Right. To everyone who then, yeah, helped build him into the person he was always meant to be. This beautiful Edmund man. Kelly Chicane. Ah, uh, you guys. So good. I have it written in a heart on my notes. Good. And it, that's one of those things, like, I don't know how to deal with major character deaths in this world yeah. or in, like, pretty much any world. Let's face some facts here. <laughs> sure. But this was handled really, really beautifully. Totally agree. And I've... Already seen so many beautiful, sad artworks uh, using these really lovely words that Griffin put over this last scene for Ned here. And I think that just kind of speaks to how thoughtfully this was handled in that it would resonate so quickly and with such volume to the listeners as well as, I'm sure, the players. They did a really good job. Definitely. Um, And so... With that, uh, you can do the rest of the show without me. I think I've stated before on this show that if Ned bites it, I'm out. And so... <laughs> oh, that is true. Oh, gosh. This is just All the right. Britney show. Uh, I'm going to tag Anne in. Let me Anne get my cat. So. Here. Yeah. Wouldn't that be hilarious if I just had her on standby? <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> what a trick to play on me. I'd be like, oh, God. Oh, thank God. Uh, I will... I'll hold out for this, at least this one more episode. We can wrangle, wrangle the rest of an episode and maybe a couple more. I know. I know. Yeah, you said they're almost done. And here's, I know. Well, and here's my theory a little bit. While we're still here, while we're still lingering in the moment, I kind of feel like he can't be done done because I'm like, we have to wrap everything up very quickly or we have to go a couple episodes with Clint having really nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So that's where, Maybe. and I just don't trust anybody. So part of me is like, that's he's somehow fair. fine because <laughs> I just don't trust anybody. And mm-hmm. I'm great at denial. So <laughs> here I am. Well, I, cause I was kind of thinking, well, this could be like a deputy Dewey situation where now he's a ghost. Well, that's what I this wondered be fun. initially. Yeah. But ghost I think, cause that was an Aubrey. Uh-huh. Aubrey got there before. Yeah. So Dewey do you think died. this one's going to take? What do you think is going to happen with like Clint? I think it's one of the things. Clint can still be there. Yeah. He just won't play. Uh, 
which sucks, but like he could be kind of just still that like peanut gallery, you know, funny voice in the background because <laughs> he'll do that a lot. Like, of course, he'll not be a part of the scene, but throw out some. Fun yeah, things, I do so. love that. Clint is like, very good at being I would like, say, oh, I'm gonna. I don't anticipate this. Clint being like, bye, boys, have fun. Like, no, he would. He will say, still be right. a part of it for sure. Yeah. Um. Maybe we'll get flashbacks. Mm. Maybe I don't. I almost and sorry now. I don't want them to cheapen what they just did by being like jk no i'm with back in this form no need to apologize i i do i hate a they're dead just kidding they're not aubrey's gonna wake up (laughs) exactly what she'll go to the shower ned's in the shower it was all a dream and she's like ned why are you in my shower (laughs) he's like the cryptonomica has no hot water (laughs) ah and she's just so relieved it was all a dream just a dream Mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's not even a shower. She looks outside. He's in the bath with all the other uh, all, everybody just else laughing, from Sylvain. Clinking glasses. It was all just. A... <laughs> I like that it's now like a, a a champagne party out in the out in the hot springs. <laughs> Which I mean, why wouldn't it be? If I was at the right. the lodge, that's that's what I would every be day. The table. Barkley serving mimosas. Let's go. Bottomless mimosas. I know we've said that before, that it's like a swim-up bar. Barclay's there. <laughs> oh, it was with the water monster. <laughs> Barclay's always got your drinks on hand. Don't worry about it. Find you a man oh. like Barclay. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. I've been saying that since day one, I believe. <laughs> she has. We've all heard it. All right. So, Duck, take us out of here. Ah. <sighs> So there's still Minerva and Doug. Oh my god. There's still so much here. Best. It gets so confusing, you guys. There's Ugh. another rift. The light being makes a new rift. And this one He's seems hurt, different. Though. He is hurt. This light Goro being has <laughs> made a new rift. And there's a science facility, and like there are pods, and some of them have creatures in them. And one of them has like this green mist in it. And then there's a dome on the floor, and there's like beams of really bright lights. It all sounds like something out of a science fiction movie. Mm-hmm. And then as the being tries to go to it, the dome on the floor reacts and he gets cut in half. That's how I understood that he's trying yeah. to get in. A huge shockwave blast from the middle of the dome shoots outward and cuts the being in half. Yeah. What happened? Did no Duck idea. and Minerva get knocked back? I don't know Did if he was just the only one enough? close enough. Because the way I saw it was Duck has the uh, mm. the Goro on lockdown. Like, he's connected to him. He does have him by the him. arm. I mean, he's not right up on him. Because mm-hmm. if he's got him by the arm, so if you think there's one go- Goro arm length, and then there's a beacon length, and then there's a Duck arm length. Like, that's mm-hmm. about as far. I mean, so it's not a huge distance, but maybe it's just spaced enough. Well, maybe the shockwave is very specifically aligned to just the opening. This being, and so like they would knock back, maybe. But Duck does finish with a see. I had it handled. <laughs> Classic eighties high good. five. <laughs> <laughs> well, and as they were describing the scene, and as it started going sideways right before he gets cut in half, the decay in the music. Ugh, that was oh yeah, beautiful. Loved it. More of that. Uh, but the good news is that one bizarre thing happens. It takes care of this light creature. We don't have to worry about it anymore. We don't know what that thing was. Uh, good news. Leo is fine. Minerva is oh, yeah. here. And she feels like apparently this rift was kind of showing 
she says something essentially like whoever is on the other side of it maybe now they know that we are something to be reckoned with that was like you've never seen this place yeah i've never seen this place yeah but they know who we are yes yes and now they know what we're capable of yeah so there's still something there. And I think all of these seeds are why I'm like, I feel like we've still got quite a bit left in Amnesty, but I could be wrong. Maybe they're going to try to pull a Game of Thrones episode six. Everything, everything, everything done. All at once. Just get it. Cram it <laughs> in there. It makes sense if you look at it sideways. All right. Billy's king. What? He's got the best story. We decided, yeah, he's the <laughs> we sweetest. We all got together. And His ruling is pizza like and boys. <laughs> We're into it. <laughs> Here, here. Long live the king. <laughs> now I have to draw a goat man on a throne with just pizza and boys written underneath. That's his house, his house motto. <laughs> oh, boy. And so, that, <laughs> so that's what we get uh, from Duck. Did I miss anything else there? My notes don't say anything else about this moment. That's all I had. I feel like it was a very quick, like, it was really just this story. Yeah. Send out the shockwave, which then goes into Aubrey's story. So I, oh, oh, was that the shockwave? I think. I'm very confused. Is this like the sonic rain boom in My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic? And like all across the land, these six friends saw it and that meant they were to be together forever. Most likely. Okay. Because yeah, Aubrey gets back through the gate. She's immediately met with this terrible, heartbreaking scene. She cannot save Ned. Despite finally Travis rolling well. Oh my god, he finally gets a good Devastating. Oh Not my gosh. Gonna work. Uh she doesn't even have time to let it sink in. Mm. Uh before LOL, the top of Mount Kepler is just like, whoa, there's a there's a crack and <laughs> how, there it goes. It's floating how by. Even like, here's my friend who I told to leave. And like, so she's oh got that kind of guilt. Total like guilt. He wasn't supposed to be here. The last thing I said to him was super mean. Mm-hmm. And you know, like had he listened to me, yeah, we wouldn't be friends anymore, but he'd be safe. Yeah. And yeah. he didn't listen and now he's here and now he's not here and oh my god, why is Mount Kepler in the air? That's a lot. Oh my gosh, it's so much. And even we keep saying it and it just keeps being more and more true. Now Aubrey looks like an anime hero with tears flowing <laughs> behind her as she oh follows these footsteps of Ghibli where she knows. tears. Yeah. Biggest teardrops a little bit just of glitter. streaming behind her as she gets to the base of the mountain mm-hmm. faster than should have been possible because she's just running on pure magic friendship is magic energy pure magic friendship devastation adrenaline mm-hmm. energy heartbreak yeah she gets to it she finds janelle there with her team and so here's where some balls were dropped uh because <laughs> listen janelle and her team have taken the top of Mount Kempler. Do they think it's going to replace the crystal? I I, I don't mean, think so. Okay. What I do they think maybe something was, was hoping it. to understand that because doesn't he say it releases an energy storm? Right. They start seeing cuz they see kind of snow falling from it, but then there's also the smoke around it, which is mm-hmm. what they saw in the book. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So it does lead me to believe that there was something in it, like everything that then follows from here, because then there's like a red mist that comes right. out of it. Right, This is, yeah, it gets very intense all very quickly mm-hmm. in this episode. And let us all remember, we're still rolling off of the death of Tragedy. a favorite character. Yeah. Uh, 100%. You guys are lucky again that I'm even here. <laughs> I, 
was ready to get up and walk away (laughs) during listening to this episode. But so whatever is happening, obviously Janelle thought it was going to be something good because Aubrey had given her this book. I don't even remember what Aubrey told her. But essentially, Janelle is realizing in real time, she's essentially using some sort of dark magic she shouldn't be using. Mm Mm-hmm. And this should not be happening. And some other being clearly put all of this into play. Somebody else wanted this thing to open up this mountain in this book that nobody could decipher. So then it's like, what did Janelle actually then end up making? Because she said she was going to, like, figure it out. Or what did she release? But so that's what I'm saying. Like, what did the book end up saying? Like, if she was trying to translate it, Mm -hmm. was she able to do so? And in doing so, what did it say when she was able to read it? And obviously she thought it was going to be something good. Mm-hmm. And then upon hearing from Aubrey that she got it from a shapeshifter, it was like, w- hold on, that's not good. Mm-hmm. And now we don't know what was actually in it. And she did say the words were either sacrifice or transaction. Ooh. We just had a sacrifice. <gasps> B. Bailey. Mm-hmm. You right? Mm-hmm. That was, he was the sacrifice and perhaps the transaction. Maybe it was both. Maybe it was like, you give me him. Uh-huh. You take this. You bought this. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because, yeah, we have this this mountaintop. There's something within, like, the lights within the clouds, which you can totally picture. If you if you need something to go off of, think of the moment in uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2 when they're fighting in the clouds. And you can see, like, <laughs> no. the bursts of light happening. So and you can just see the silhouettes of the dragons. The and it's super cool. The biggest dragon. Guys, I can't even wait to go see Godzilla, King of the Monsters. She cannot wait. It's going to be great. It's totally your jam. Give me all the Mothras, <laughs> all the Hydras, everything that's larger than life. Just give it She'll to me. She'll take them. I want to see them. a mountain hovering in the sky. Not a sarcophagus, yeah. just hovering barely off the ground. But if I saw a mountain hovering in the sky, that's it. Like, that's, I'd go. I mean, I'd go it, check that out for sure. Yeah, it is funny that, like, a sarcophagus floating in the woods is, like, creep town 100 and then mm-hmm. a, a hovering mountaintop it's like whoa what that's yeah this that's is magical. just thrilling and intriguing <laughs> so <laughs> let's all check it out you guys everybody and the mob starts coming back towards the mountain <laughs> what <laughs> tell me more um and so we learn that this is bad we don't know what we just released obviously it breaks their hold on whatever they were trying to do because she was essentially it sounded like she was trying to take the peak back to sylvain Because it was like, if we can take this one thing, it won't hurt your world, but it will save Mm -hmm. ours. Well, it will hurt your world a little. Oh, yeah. Like, it was kind of that, like, if we can hurt you 10%, but we can get better 50, like, that's not bad. Yeah, got it. like, it'll be a small, small That's the transaction. Effect, yes. There you go. But we will now have time. Yeah. Huh. I think that was Janelle's reasoning. And it won't hurt her. Like, no one should get hurt. People will be affected. Right. But, but it won't, like... Yeah. It shouldn't be like, oh, we just had lasting. to wipe out this town. Yes. We heard there were two murderers there, and we just had to wipe out the we rest of them. We just took them all out. Yeah. Robert's like, no, that's what I told them not to do. <laughs> no, oh, Janelle, damn it. Why is no one listening to me? What I roll, too. God damn it. <laughs> oh, these rolls. <laughs> so, so when the peak does, when they do lose their hold on it, I think Griffin says it falls back to where it was. So yes. that's good news. Oh, it is when you think about like, oh, it's back. But then when you think about thousands of tons of rock. I know. Falling very against. violently. So that's where we had the sonic boom at the beginning. Yeah. Which was it like cracking, right? See, I don't know. Because it starts, he said, supersonic boom blasts through. 
And yeah. I was like, well, that must have been from the GBT. But then I also See, think he'd said something about cracking. I thought that that was two... the mountain pulling. I just yeah, I don't know. <laughs> These might work in tandem. I think in my mind, I hadn't even considered that they were working in tandem because mm-hmm. it almost sounded to me like there was the thing in the laboratory that Duck was seeing that uh-huh. was almost like reacting mm-hmm. to this creature trying to get in there. Like maybe it was a defense mechanism, but that was a solely contained thing in my understanding mm-hmm. versus Janelle and her crew tearing open a mountain that caused a like crack sonic boom that was loud enough to draw everybody's attention but See, I, that I don't know too i just feel like at some point and i didn't write it down i thought he said people were kind of knocked off their feet by a blast oh, I, I might have been making this up i did listen to it at midnight <laughs> yeah i don't know well hopefully we'll get some more clarification in the next one because both of these things are still very confusing mm-hmm. what was that scene in the rift What exactly did we just let loose from this mountain? Uh, But luckily, again, they were able to cap the mountain. Initially, it sounded like it was about to fall on them. So Mm. I was just relieved it fell back where it should be. Whatever did happen, though, was enough for, like, everybody in town was seeing, like, now this red smoke billowing out Duck and Minerva, which would be such a cool scene. They could see it in the distance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we've awakened something, but we don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And who fucking cares because Ned Chicane died. That's my takeaway. <laughs> That's fair. I got nervous that at the end because, yeah, they talked about rubble, a big rock coming down and Aubrey used her magic yeah. to push everyone else out of the way. But then she has that negative to it. And then her leg opened up again. And right. So she, yeah, because she used some some power to get them out of there mm-hmm. at the cost. Maybe that's what they're gonna do. Is everyone just dies? Everybody just gets Rocks killed. Fall and everyone yeah. dies. That's you know how what? It goes. You saved the town, but you three are dead. Yeah, Duck doesn't know it yet, but he was also cut in oh half. God, how fucking dark! <laughs> they just show Amnesty Twenty Nine. Jk, no one's here. <laughs> <sighs> and we have to ask ourselves: How does all of this benefit that light world? Yeah, there are a couple things in play right now. I think there's just still so much up in the air that it's hard for me to think that we're too, too close to an ending. Mm -hmm. But like you said, episode six of Game of Thrones, you never know. I could see them wrapping it up in two, and that would end them on a nice Amnesty 30. Mm. I like round numbers. (laughs) I think a lot of people do. I think it's just a nice soothing thing for a lot of Mm -hmm. people. Well... Is there anything else that we uh, forgot to mention that we want to bring up now? I mean, I'm sure there is. Here's what I'm going to say. And (laughs) this is just me going on a bit of a tangent. Okay. But listen, I've been playing a game on my Twitch, uh, Rampa. I mentioned it earlier. And this past week, two of my total faves were killed off and it was just terrible, only to then finally listen to the Adventure Zone and be like, ah, now I can relax (laughs) in, in this safe space. Only to have Ned, another fave of mine, get taken away. <sighs> Listen, I see, like, this is just how I'm going to get played this week, I guess. This is not your week. It is not the time for your girl. <laughs> but anyway, that's just something I wanted to get out there. I think we got everything else, though. That's, that's all I have. I mean, listen, I probably have more. My notes are so full this week. It's twice as much as I usually ever write for mm-hmm. this show. There's just so much. But I think hopefully we got it all. If there's any more that you guys want to, like, get at us, if you need to, like, vent and just let your emotions out, hit us up on Twitter. We're here for you. Mm-hmm. In these trying, trying times. 
But for now, that's going to take us to our poll. Uh, last time, when we were happy, um, we... <laughs> when the world was good and new. Back when things were bright, uh, we could all just be goofy. We asked how you might hide from a monster attack. And uh, the winner, by a lot, was pretend to be a lamp. So <laughs> good luck with that, everybody. And then we also had our live show poll, in which we asked uh, which Brock you would like to briefly meet next time before they're ultimately killed. And the winner, also by a pretty good margin, was Brock Crunchberry, which was Brittany's name. So congratulations to you, sister. <laughs> I'm I'm so proud. I'm doing the victory, shaking above yeah, my Yeah, you put yeah. the fists together. Yes! <laughs> Swing on one side, swing on the other. Thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm collecting my flowers now. I'm collecting my crunch berries. Congratulations. Brock, Crunchberry, Shantae, you stay. He'll be delicious before he gets killed. It's right in the name. So this time, we want to know what would be your household item of choice to join a monster mob. We will have that pull up over on our Twitter, at Romantic Zone. And we will check you back here in two weeks. Till then, hang in there, babes. And thank you so much for joining us. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And we've been Romancing the Zone.